0: I'm pulling away from the curb. We all know what that means. It's time to drive to work. And I had to drop my daughter off at the bus stop today. Okay, so today, I'm going to talk about something I started recently doing, but it has an interesting history because it actually, as you will see, goes way, way back. Something I I had wanted to do a long time ago, and I finally am doing it. So the thing I'm talking about is called Head to Head. So for those that do not follow me on Twitter, it's something I do on Twitter. Um, And what happens is... Uh, Every three weeks, I have a round of 16 in which I take 16 related things. Um, The first one we did was creature types. The second one we did was... um, or As I'm recording this, we're currently doing, which is evergreen keywords. And I believe the third one that's scheduled right now is going to be planes. Um, By the time you guys hear this, maybe we're in the fourth one. Um, Anyway, uh, the idea is... So let's take... um, Uh, Evergreen Keywords, which is the one right now. Uh, So, like, day one, you have a choice between flying or Defender. Flying smacked around Defender, by the way, beating it 89-11. And then each day, the vote continues until there's only one winner at the end. Um, And I call this Head to Head. uh, And the idea is it's just a fun, light thing. So The interesting thing about Head to Head is it actually has a history that goes way, way back. In fact, I try to get it when the website First start, very early when the website first started. So let's talk a little bit about that. So um, I did a podcast on the website. So a little of this is recapping that, but for those that haven't heard it, um, what happened was Wizards decided they wanted a website. Uh, I mean, we had a website. I mean, you, if you went to wizards.com, there was something. But it wasn't a destination. It wasn't something people were checking in regularly. And they said, you know, we're big game. We should, we should have a website. So they decided that uh, they assigned the task to Bill and R&D. And then Bill assigned the task for me, because I was the one with the communications background, and I was a writer, uh, and it, it, I was the most logical sense to do it. So he gave me this assignment, and this was back in, uh, I don't know, 2000, 2001. The website started in beginning of 2002. So I, I must have been working on this for sure in 2001, maybe as far back as 2000. Anyway... Um, one of the things I knew I wanted was daily features. Like one of the things about uh, you know, just from my communication theory uh, training, is you want people to make your site a destination, and part of doing that is giving them things to regularly visit. Um, some of this technology I, I'm talking about is, is a little older. Um, how people uh, consume the web is very different now than it was back in 2000. But at the time, uh, you wanted people to come visit your site every day. That was that was how. Uh, the internet worked back then. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to have juicy content. You know, Some of it was weekly, like columns, but I wanted daily content that was bite-sizable. And Magic Arcana came from that. We had uh, Ask, Our, Ask Wizards, which is a thing we used to do where people would write in questions and every day a different person would answer. We had Card of the Day. We, we just had a bunch of things that were daily things that were digestible and quick and fast. One of the things I wanted to do was, essentially what's head-to-head, is I wanted to have these things where people would come and vote, and every day, hey, there's just a choice. And my thought, proce- my thought process was, you know what, we just have our list of 16, we, we type them in something, and then it could automate it. Turned out that automating it was a lot more complicated than I thought it was, and so it wasn't something that was doable at the time, so it got put on the back burner. Um, but I really loved the idea of people voting for things. So it actually led to us doing a couple different things. Uh my desire to interesting, my desire to do head to head has led to some other stuff. So we're gonna talk about some of that other stuff that led up to the head to head. Um the first thing was one of the things we started the website was it was very important to me that I wanted the players to feel like this website gave them access to magic and a way to influence the game. Um that one of the things that when you make a website you're like, well what, what can we do that no one else can do? Well, we were the official source. You know, we were when we told you something, you knew was true. We had inside information. You could learn about things you couldn't learn about anywhere else. But one of the other things was you had access to us. There was a, what we call a two-way addressability that we could speak to you and you could speak to us. And it I was really important to me to try to do some things where the players had some actual interaction with the game. Um, so the first thing we did is we did a thing called You Make the Card. Now, some of you might, might be familiar with this because we recently just re- redid it again. So there's been four of them, three of them done back in the day and one done uh, not too long ago, couple, couple, a year ago. Um, so the idea was what we would do is I was trying to think of how to have the audience design a card. And I, I did, uh, the f- idea at first was, oh, people just send card ideas in. And then I was like, well, then one person designs a card and that one person's real proud. But that doesn't get the whole, I wanted the whole audience to feel invested. So I said, what if, what if we have Everybody designed the card. Everybody who reads the website designed it. And so my idea was pretty simple. I said, what we'll do is every way along the way, we'll let the audience make choices. And then, you know, so the way it worked uh, was, uh, first, we, we would always start with some decision that would guide us. It, it, it changed. Um, I think the first time we did it, it was like, what, uh, what car type do you want to be? That's the first question we asked. And the audience picked Creature. So then we said okay would you want to be colored or do, you want to be, do you want to be you know white blue, black red green or do you want to be artifact? I think we, I th- I think we gave them artifact. a the choice We might not have given them artifacts a the choice but anyway they chose green uh, so we made a green creature and then we let them choose everything about it how big the creature should be uh, and what kind of creature type we, we, um, and when it came time to design it we let them design it they turned in designs and we there's like thousands of designs and I had to go through them all and we picked um, the best ones we, we thought they were best. And the audience got to vote on which of the, I think, top ten you wanted to be the mechanic. Uh, and then the audience got to vote on who the artist was and looked at three different sketches. And anyway, they got very involved and got to make a lot of different decisions and choices about you make the card. Um, so the first one ended up with a card called Forgotten Ancient. Um, the second one was a card, an uh, artifact called Crucible of Worlds. The third was, uh, I think, a white blue, I think it's Instant called Vanish into Memory. And the last one, the one we just read recently, was a black enchantment called Waste Knot. Um, so anyway, that was, the, that was me dipping my toe into trying to try and let people vote. Um, and it, we definitely had some issues. One of the things I've learned in general about, about the website was um, there are things that seem really easy that aren't necessarily as easy as they seem. And voting was one of the things that, like, I I see voting everywhere. Voting's really easy. And it turns out that uh, there's a lot that can break in the system where voting happens. Um, And so, anyway, uh, we did, I think we did, you make the card. and like, I I remember, like, it's successful. How about we do head-to-head? Nope, still can't do head-to-head. So we did another voting thing called Selecting Nth Edition. So what Selecting Nth Edition meant is, and when I say Nth, this meant, I think we did it for, like... I don't know eighth edition, then ninth edition. I'm I'm not sure I have a hundred percent right. The ones we did, we did it for two or three. So what happened is in the these were core sets. In the core sets, you have a lot of reprints. So I said, okay, well, what if we picked two different reprints that we were happy with? Instead of the audience, you get a pick. And so, do you want Llanowar Elves or do you want Birds of Paradise? Do you want Crusade or Glorious Anthem? You know, we would give them choices. Um, and so the idea was that whatever the audience wanted now obviously we only gave them a choice that we were willing to do you know the the reason we were able to do this was we didn't give them choices that were not necessary um in the end though we had a couple problems um one was that the votes that the audience liked most were the ones that were the hardest for us to do because what the a lot of times what we would do is we're like okay we're doing a counterspell which of these two counterspells do you want um, but the players were happier when there was big, wild swings. Like, here's a powerful car, and another powerful car. Which powerful car would you like? Um, but the problem is, the more stuff we did like that, the more we cemented in, the harder it was to create. And so, um, when we started when we started, we thought, like, oh, pretty easy to do, and ended up making a lot of extra work for us. And there were some choices made. Like, one of the famous ones is we had a choice between Crusade and Glorious Anthem. So Crusade costs two uh, white and white, so two white mana, and it says all white creatures get plus one plus one. Glorious Anthem costs one white white, so three mana, two of which are white, and it says all your creatures get plus one plus one. So Crusade is a stronger card from a pure power level standpoint, um, but the audience voted for Glorious Anthem um, because they, what we discovered, and this is one place we started learning this, is they just prefer things not affect their opponent they don't want their positive things to positively affect the opponent. Um, and they're willing to pay more for it to just guarantee it themselves. And we really had... We, we had planned for Crusade to be one of the exciting things to bring back. And when we put it up against Glorious Anthem, our thought was, okay, here's this exciting card in Crusade. You know, Crusade hadn't been in the course in a long time. You could bring it back. And they didn't. The audience didn't do that. Um, so we also... It was hard to, like... It was. It made it hard to develop the set. It was. We also because, I mean, it was interesting to learn what the audience wanted, but it also warped some things in ways that were hard. Um, the other tricky thing was um, that if we put exciting things and you vote on them, that happens way before the set comes out because we have to do it in time to put it in the set. But that means by the time the set comes out, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, we talked about this a year ago. Oh yeah, we know that card. It's not exciting. You know, and so we were trying to get people exciting things to vote for, but then it made the actual set release less exciting because a lot of the bigger things you already knew about. And so uh, it caused us trouble. Uh, There's some voting issues in general. And it made it... In the end, it, it didn't do a job of... I mean, it made people feel invested. That's good. But it sort of made people less excited about the thing, which is one of the, one of the ideas, is getting people involved so they'd be more excited. Um, people were a lot more excited for You Make the Card because that had much more personal, like I actually helped make the card. Where selecting Nth Edition was, you know, I just picked a card, but people felt, I don't know, it, it, they didn't feel as connected as they did with You Make the Card. Um, we also don't do core sets anymore, um, and, and the whole gimmick is showing people reprinted cards. So it makes that a lot harder to do it. Uh, I mean, we don't have enough reprinted cards in the set, nor do we have the flexibility to pick and choose which ones go in like we did in the core set. Um, the other thing that we did with voting, and each one of these times we would do this, and I remember I would come back and i go, okay, can now we do head-to-head? Um, and each time the answer would be, no, no we cannot. Um, the next thing I think we did voting for is, um, so there was the Magic Invitational, I've done a bunch of podcasts on this, which was the equivalent of the Magic All-Star Game. Uh, We invite 16 of the top players in the world. But one of the things I always like to do was, because it was an all-star game, I wanted to give the audience a chance to sort of vote some of their favorites in. So the idea is, the players that did the best got invited, but of the people that passed a certain bar, I forgot what it was, but you you had to do well enough to be able to qualify for the ballot. So not just everybody got on the ballot, but you had to do well enough to get on the ballot. And then we let the audience choose some number of players each time. So there was an audience choice to try to make it more... All-Star-y, I guess. Uh, the, all, the All-Star games, a lot of times, will we'll let fans do voting. Um, and so we did that online. Um, that, by the way, when I talk about systems, that was one of those stress test things where um, so many people voted that it was causing problems in the software uh, in, in a way we were doing the voting. So it, that's one of those things where I tried to do some voting. Like We needed to do it, so they let me do the voting, and then there was ended up being um, a lot of technical problems so when I said, okay, let's do head-to-head, they're like, no. Um, but I eventually did. I eventually convinced them to do a one-time head-for-head, which I think we called You Decide. Um, and so what we did is we got 64 legendary creatures. Um, we were planning to do Time Spiral, which was a returning set, and so we, we really wanted to gauge the popularity of older creatures. So what we didn't tell the audience was we said to them, we're going to do a vote-off. The winner gets something. We didn't tell them what, what the winner got. Um, so there were 64... Legendary Creatures, we did head-to-head, and so it took 63 days. Um, The way, by the way, for those that don't, uh, the easy way to remember how many matches it takes to do a single elimination tournament is take the number of people in the tournament and subtract one. So if 64 people compete, what's going to happen is there's going to be a match where each person loses except the winner. And so if there's 64 players, well, there'll be 63 matches because every player has to lose once in order for there to be a winner. The reason, for example, head-to-head right now, I do 60, 16, is 16 is 15 matches, which is exactly three weeks. So it's a nice, neat, round number for content purposes. Oh, for those that don't know, um, let me quickly, I didn't to really explain the, the dynamics of all of the head-to-head. So what happens is, I pick 16 names, I seed them, uh, people ask about this. So what seeding means is, I put them in the rough order, I think they're going to, how, how they're going to do it's not an exacting order. It's not an exacting science. A lot of these categories no one's ever voted on, so I'm just sort of making a rough guess. The, the, the trick is what you want to do is you want to have the things you think are the best chance of winning top seeds so they don't run into each other. So the way it works is when you do a bracket, um, so let's say top 16, number one fights number 16 in the first round. Uh, so the way you remember it is the two seeds add up to 17 in the first round of, of a 16. Uh, And in the second round, um, basically, you want to have the one seed and the eight seed, if they win, meet each other in the in the quarterfinal rounds. So the quarterfinal rounds, if the top seeds win, the two numbers will add up to um, nine. And then the semis, you want one to meet four, uh, and then two meets three. Assuming you know the the seeds always win, and then the finals, one meets two. So the idea, if you pick your top two things, the top two things, in fact. Number one can't meet number two or number three until the finals. One can meet number four in the semifinals. So what happens is um, I will put them all in. Uh, they are seeded. And then the audience will start voting. Um, day one is always uh, seed one versus seed 16. So usually it's a blow That's like flying versus defender. Um... Day two, though, is eight versus nine. So that's usually a real close one. So the second one's always close. So like in Evergreen Keywords, first one was flying versus defender. Not particularly close. The second one was lifelink versus death touch. Much closer. Lifelink one, uh, 53, 47. Um, so, oh, to give you guys some kind of a, a, a idea how, how in advance I tape this. Yesterday was lifelink versus death touch for me. Um, I'm, uh, I do many weeks ahead of time. So a lot of people are like, how early did you do this? So you want to go look it up. That's, that's my day. Um, yesterday was Lifeling versus Death Touch. So, today is, uh, December 9th, for those that care. Uh, okay, so, um, and the way it works is, if you win your round, then you advance, if not, you're knocked out, so elimination, um, and then you're, you we go to the end. And so, the first week will be round of 16, 1 through 5, the second week will be round of 16, 6 through 8, and the first two quarterfinals, And then week three, the first two days will be the second two quarterfinals, then the two semifinals, then the finals on the final Friday. So um, it it neatly works out to um, 16, very convenient, or or to three weeks. So it's very convenient. Okay, so I was talking about uh, Invitational. Uh, Oh, no, no, I was talking talking about You Decide. So we decided that we were going to do a big 64 thing, took 63 days, um, and every day you would come to the site and we would show you two... Uh, legendary creatures, and we had a big playoff, um, and in the end, I think it came down to a Chroma, I think, versus Phage. Which, if you know the story, is actually pretty funny because a Chroma fights Phage in the story, uh, and they merged together with another person to make Corona, the false god. But anyway, in this thing, there was a winner. A Chroma beat Phage, um, and so a Chroma. So Chroma actually got two prizes. We didn't tell you what the prizes were ahead of time. So prize number one um, was we did a, a Chroma. Um, uh, theme week on the w- website. So uh, I actually wrote, so one of the funny stories about chroma, real quickly uh, is I, so chroma for those who don't know, has like six abilities. It's like flying and uh, haste on a white creature, which is super weird, and vigilance, although it wasn't spelled out as, as spelled out wasn't vigilance yet, um, and protection from different colors and things. Um, and so it was very um, what, what I call a kitchen sink design, which is just a lot of things on it. It was impressive, just because it had so many. It had like six keywords on it, um, but because I had, I knew the story, I was like, oh well. But a chroma is a lot more than just all these things, and I wanted to change a chroma because I thought a chroma this didn't match the story, you know. Uh, and the argument that was made against me was, look, she's just impressive. We want people to care about a chroma. She's just really impressive, and she's she's strong and impressive. Uh, and I, I at the time that didn't weigh enough. I, and I now realize the value of. Look, we wanted a chroma to matter in the story. We wanted her to be a a badass, and she was. Did it? You know, did we quite get the nuance of the story? No, but we got we got the overall badassness to invent a word of of a chroma. And the fact that a chroma later would win this would win this. It just anyway, I wrote a whole article about how I I I liked the design. I didn't like it for a chroma. I tried to actually take it off a chroma, and I it it was an article going, "Hey, I was wrong. A chroma chroma was good as is." So, um, anyway, if you like to read articles where I admit to being wrong, I have a few of them, but not, not tons, um, you can read that. I don't know what it was called, but search for my name in a chroma. Uh, I assume you'll find a chroma week. Okay, the, the bigger prize, which is what we actually intended, although I guess we knew we could always, I guess we, we had planned to do the, um, the theme week no matter what. But I, I also, what we wanted to do was weave it into time spiral. So we actually ended up coming with a pretty cool way to weave a chroma into time spiral. So first off, she was on the time-shifted sheet for um, Time Spiral. So you could open her in a pack. You could just get, I mean, she had a little purple expansion symbol. She was time-shifted. You could open up and get a Chroma in a pack of Time Spiral. And then Planar Chaos, which was the alternate reality present set, we did an alternate reality version of a Chroma. So instead of being white, she's red. Uh, Because one thing we always talked about how uh, a Chroma had a temper and a lot of... um, Things on the first one, she, she had a lot of a red feel in the first one, and her fl- personality was kind of red. So, she was like, well, what if we pushed her more toward the red side and we made a red achroma? And then for future site, the third set, um, we looked at the future, and chroma was dead in the future, um, but we had her memorial. And so we, we got a chroma, and then we got red achroma, and then we got a chroma memorial. So, the little, the little um, prize for winning that thing was a uh, horizontal cycle. Um, across three sets uh, during a block. Um, So that went well enough that the website liked the idea of doing occasional votes. So they started doing this thing called You Decide. And what You Decide meant was that they would ask the audience something and then not tell them why they were asking what they were asking. So the one that jumps to mind is one day they had the people vote for um, a letter, vote for a letter and um, they would vote I, I don't remember what letter one s or T or something um, and then we had a spoiler upcoming uh, I'm not sure what set and we showed all the text in which every letter in the text was um, I don't they were all X's or something and then we, the only thing we showed you was the letter you had chosen so here's the set except the only thing you can see are, is the letter you've chosen. Uh, and that was us sort of doing a little teaser to tease the set. And the idea was, since you picked the letter, hey, what we figured out had, you know, like you influenced our teaser, but you didn't know what you were, you didn't know what you were doing when you asked. Because obviously if we let you pick, you might have picked differently. It was kind of fun to go, okay, what are you going to do? Um, we did a couple of you decides. Um, and the audience, in general, liked them. And once again, every time we would do voting, the voting would always do well. A lot of people would vote. In fact, usually too many people would vote. It would break the system. And I would say, hey, people like voting. We should do voting more often. Um, and note, by the way, this happened over many, many years, over many, many different people running the website. So it wasn't just like, like the first person to run the website was Aaron Forsyth, believe it or not, for those who don't know that. Uh, and I would bug Aaron to do it. And Aaron's like, we can't, we can't do it. And then Scott Johns ran the website. And I say, Scott, come on, Scott, we need to do this. And Scott goes, we can't do this. And then Kelly Diggs ran the website. And so I said to Kelly Diggs, come on, Kelly, we need to do this. And Kelly's like, yeah, we can't do this. Then Trick ran the, Trick Jarrett ran the website. Trick, we have to do this. And Trick go, yeah, we can't do this. Now Blake runs the website. Blake, Blake. And anyway, actually, I don't know if I ever asked Blake. In Blake's defense, I'm not sure I ever uh, asked Blake. But what happened was Twitter uh, started doing this new software where you could set up votes on Twitter. Um, oh, actually. The, so the other lead into this is, um, I um, when I did Gate Crash, I realized it was my sixteenth set that I led or co-led. I, I co-led Gate Crash, um, but I had led sixteen sets, and so I said, you know what? Let's have, let's have a little vote off. I, I go, Let, let's do it head to head. Now there wasn't the software yet, so what I did is I went on Twitter every day, I gave the choices, and then um, with help some, from some some fans, uh, we would count up how many votes they got, and somebody would win. Which, by the way, the current system which it, with the automated Twitter things much easier. Um, but what we did is, we did. I called it the Rosewater Rumble, where I put all my favorite sets, um, and so uh, in the end, it came down to I think Ravnica versus Innistrad, and Innistrad defeated Ravnica as the favorite set of my, that I had led design for people. Um, the, the surprise would have been Future Sight, which I had seated on the, on the lower half and ended up making it to the Final Four. Um, it, it got taken out by either Ravnick or Interstrad, obviously. Um, but uh, it was uh, it was interesting, and it, it was illuminating. I definitely realized some things. I'm like, oh, you know, I sort of guessed how I thought people were going to respond, and I was mostly right, but not completely right, and I, I really missed on Future Sight. Um, and so that was very interesting to see. Um, so um, then what happened was Twitter introduced a software, and um, I'd seen it, it, it happen, and I didn't know what to do with it. I, I wasn't really thinking head-to-head, interestingly enough. And then I needed to do a topical blend, oh, for those who don't know So real quickly, when um, something I do, m- maybe one of these days I'll do a podcast on my topical blends. Um, the real short version of it is that I used to do improv when I was in school, and I decided it'd be fun to do a writing exercise that was kind of improv-inspired. So what I did is I said to the audience, okay, I want you to give me a magic topic and give me a non-magic topic, and then I will make an article intertwining the magic topic with the non-magic topic. Um, and so the first time I did it, uh, we voted. So actually, now that I think about this, talking about votes online, topical blend were votes online. I, didn't, I hadn't thought about that. Um, and we, I would have people, people would write in suggestions in email, and then I collected them, and then we did, we did a voting online. Oh, by the way, something else I forgot about real quickly um, was something that I had started in Randy's column. So Randy did the developer column when we started. And something that I did for quite a while, um, they don't do it currently, but we did for quite a while in the development column, is we would have a poll. And so after every column, Randy would ask a question that had to do with the poll. Um, And the results were more, they, they didn't mean anything, so... We had, like, less people vote in. We didn't have to worry about security issues. Um, But randomly, we always do it, and we always would have a poll. And it was was interesting how many people would vote on a vote that really, it was just for information. There wasn't anything beyond that, and people loved to vote in it. So, um, anyway, back to Topical Blend. So, we did this vote. The first one, they picked uh, Top 10 Design Mistakes and Girls. Um, Then the second time, they picked uh, Mark is... Uh, bleep and bleep, bleep, crazy, uh, and a sixth color. Uh, and the third time was uh, f- top ten favorite, um, top ten favorite creature or best top ten best design creatures. And D and D. The fourth one was um what was the magic topic? The non magic topic was magic, as in you know poof you know, abracadabra magic. And I don't remember what the major topic was. But anyway, this was the fifth one. So I decided instead of doing it um, through my column online that I would just do, that I would use Twitter. So I did this thing. I, I had people send in suggestions. I got 16 suggestions for both topics. And then I ran a little uh, top 16 suite. I did it in less time. I think I did all the, like I did all of the around in a day. So all of the top 16s were it one day all the top eight were the next day, all the top four of next day, then top two, then top one. Or not top one, then top two. Um, and I did it for, there were two different brackets because there was the Magic Topic 16 and there was a non-Magic top 16. Um, but anyway, I had done that and it was really easy to use. Really easy to use. Hats off to Twitter. And I said, you know what? Because I remember doing the Rosewater Rumble and it was, it was a bunch more work and I needed to get people help to count things. Um, but I said, oh, this is super easy. And so I said, you know what? I'm just doing it. So, uh, I, I realized that I'd done the Rosewater Rumble and I'd done the voting for my You Make the Card. I'm like, you know what? I can do this. Especially when I do You Make the Card. It was so easy to do. And I said, you know what? I can do this. Um, but the interesting thing was, and the, my plan was, okay, I'll just do this. If something I you know, it, it requires a minute every morning, um, so what happened was I said, oh, you know, for a little bit of fun, I said, let me print this up ahead of time and let me give R&D the roster. And I said, it's kind of like a sweet 16, like, okay, how do you think you'll do? And I didn't know how many people wanted to do it, but, but pretty much everybody did it. Uh, everybody wanted to vote. And, and, so, um, and so what happened was it was fun and r and would talk about it. And, and so we did it. And then uh, I promised that the person who win would get bragging rights. That's what they, you know, I would announce the winner. And so the winner would know, everybody would know they won, and they would get bragging rights, and I would announce it. Um, nobody else's scores, the only announced score is the winner's score. Uh, and if there's a tie, I would announce both of them. Um, and something I, uh, at the time of recording this, I'm in the process of making this. Actually, by the time you hear this, I'm making a trophy, a bragging rights trophy. So the idea is the winner will get a trophy that they get to keep. Um, well, not permanently. They get to keep water the winner. And then when someone new wins, the new person gets the bragging trophy. Um, but anyway, the person who won the first time was Bill Rose, who's the VP of R&D. And uh, Bill has gotten much enjoyment out of being the winner of the first one. He has, uh, it has been brought up on numerous occasions that he won. And he was uh, having fun bragging that he won. So he got 25 out of 32. Oh, the way I grade it. So if you guys ever want to grade your own. Um, for the very first one, I didn't post ahead of time, and then a, a bunch of people said, "Oh, can you?" Once they knew R and voted on, they go, "Can you post it ahead of time for us?" So I started posting them ahead of time. Um, so the very first day, I usually post the, the grids before I I post the first vote, um, and, uh, and and the first vote is always one verse sixteen. So it's, it's I, I don't ever expect. I mean, in theory, I could miss. I can misdo my seating. normally a 16 shouldn't have a prayer against one because one is the one you most likely think is going to win and 16 is the one you least likely think is going to win. So you get stuff like flying versus defender where not a particularly fair fight but that's how you kind of want to give the high seeds the early wins because you don't want to knock out really strong things because you put strong things against each other in lower brackets. But anyway the way you do it is there are 8 top 16 seeds because every 16 fights you know, there's 16 divided six by two is eight just eight matches uh, you get one point for each one of those to pick correctly then in the, in the quarterfinal round you get two points for every match you pick correctly there and then in the semifinal round you get four points for every correct match you picked there and in the finals if you get that correct you get eight points so in order to win an r and and so many people enter you really kind of, you have to win pick the whole thing you need the eight points it's really, really, really hard to win without picking all the points. Not impossible. Um, and I could imagine in one that's really, really hard and people miss a lot of what the audience says, somebody might, but my guess is most of them, the winner will be somebody who did get the finals. The, the eight points is so valuable. Anyway, Bill had 25 out of 32. Um, the funny thing is every time he had voted for zombies, zombies lost. He thought zombies were going to be much better. In fact, the big upset of the first head-to-head was zombies were taking wizards on the first round uh, and zombies were supposed to beat wizards by the seeding. Um, I was a bit surprised. In fact, one of the things that's neat about Head to Head is me learning things. And the big learning lesson of that was underestimating how popular wizards are. Um, not that zombies aren't popular, just I think wizards are popular and that I was I was not giving wizards enough due. Uh, and wizards, not only did they win against zombies, they then had to go up against somebody. They made it to the quarters. I'm sorry, they made it to the semis. Um where they oh I think Wizards beat Slivers um, right because the joke was that in the actual story that wasn't what happened um, Sl- Slivers were the number two seed I actually thought Slivers were going to do better maybe a little backlash since the M14 Slivers were, didn't go weren't as popular as normal Slivers and so I don't I, I'm not sure what went there or maybe Wizards is really popular uh, but uh, Wizards managed to take down Slivers to go up against Angels but then got lost to Angels and then angels went up against dragons in the finals. Dragons had gone up against goblins in the semifinals. Um, I can't tell you the outcome yet of the uh, evergreen keywords because so far there's been two days. Or today's the third day of voting. Today is vigilance versus uh, death, a double strike. And um, oh, one of the interesting things, by the way, about uh, the way it works is, I as of right now, I'm getting 2,500 plus votes every day. Um, it's been going up, so I'm hoping by the time you hear me, I, I'm getting more than that. Um, this has proven to be—one one of the reasons I had wanted to do it is um, I like having nice, eat, nice, light things. And one of the things about social media I've learned is I'm trying to do more um, fun things that get people involved, That you know, something that's easy to do. Uh, voting is so simple. You just vote, click a thing, and you're done. You and, and then the way Twitter does it, which is clever, is you don't get to see the outcome till you vote. So it encourages you to vote. Um, and so anyway, you get a vote, then you get to see the outcome, and then people are rooting for their, the things they want, and they're trying to encourage other people to vote for them, and then people are reacting to the results. And um, uh, one of the things that I can do is I can, I can look at uh, metrics on, on Twitter, and um, uh, this has been real sticky, meaning that people really get invested in it, and it generates a lot of tweets, uh, and a lot, a lot of people, like, like I said, Right now I'm having uh, about 2,500 people vote a day, which is awesome, and it's been going up. And so I think as we do more of these, maybe people get more used to it, and it becomes something more people even do. Um, and also, I'm hoping by talking about my podcast that maybe if you don't follow me on Twitter, maybe you follow me on Twitter because it's a fun little activity you can do. Um, and like I said, the other thing that's interesting is R&D, is, is uh, we're recording the information on our wiki page. I'm actually, every time there's an outcome, I'm recording everything. So, so uh, not that this is the definitive. This is my Twitter followers voting. But it's a good little swath of magic. And it definitely, um, oh, oh, so I didn't get into the last part. So I had people vote. So then Jenna, Jenna Helen came to me. Uh, she's uh, the story manager. And she asked me if uh, she had an idea for category. What, what, what do I think of that category? I said, you know what? You pick them. Pick the 16 and I will put it up. Um, and it turns out Jenna uh, missed a few days of work for, for personal reasons, and I, she was going to be third. I ended up, uh, the first person who was compiled not by me will be Kelly Diggs. He did the third one, which isn't even posted yet, but I'm planning to be third, which was on the planes. Um, and so by the time you hear this, I'm not sure whether we'll be voting on the planes or the planes will be done. Uh, I'm not quite, I think I'm about six weeks out, so probably either planes will be near the end or we'll be on the next thing. Um, but anyway, I started having other people in R&D compile them. So um, what I said to them is anybody has a topic, run it by me for approval and then make a top 16 and then I will run, I will run different people's head-to-heads. Um, and so... Oh, and so let me ask the question everybody asks because everybody thinks this is an awesome idea, which it is, which is why we're doing it. Um, so it turns out it takes three weeks to do a head-to-head. Um, so if you look at a calendar year... In uh, 52 weeks, you can fit in 17 head-to-heads. 17, interesting number, you say. So my plan is we're going to do 16 head-to-heads on 16 different categories, and then each year the final head-to-head, the 17th head-to-head, will be the ultimate showdown, where we will take the 16 winners of that year and have them face off against each other for the final, the you know the the ultimate uh, head-to-head champion. Uh and then as Ethan pointed out, uh in 17 years, or six sorry, sixteen years, um, we can have the ultimate, ultimate showdown. So, but anyway, uh, so hopefully, I mean, really my point today was to talk a little bit head-to-head, but uh it also got me into a lot of other topics about different voting we've done. So hopefully you guys enjoyed hearing about all the different voting online. Um please, if you this sounds fun to you, join me on Twitter. I'm at Maro, it's at M-A-R-O 254. Um, 254 is my lucky number, which everybody always asks what that is. Um, but anyway, come join me if you're not already following me on Twitter. And, um, come vote. This is fun. The head-to-head is uh, a lot of fun to do. So, uh, anyway, I'm now in my parking space, though. So it's time for me to end my drive to work. So Instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. I'll see you guys next time.